Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 234 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on over there, man? Jeff, if I was any better, I'd be floating in the air. Things are good, man. Things are really good. We're getting ready to do a remodel on the house, which I'm super excited about. I'm getting a man cave out of the deal which I'm excited about. That's going to be dedicated podcast room. G.I. Joe figures are going to be in there. A few wrestling figures are going to be in there. And the reason for a few wrestling figures is because my entire hallway, almost from top to bottom, is wrestling figures all pinned up on the wall. A little bit of baseball in the man cave. Uh, Retro video games and new video games. So it's going to be a video game room, podcast room, G.I. Joe, baseball. It's just going to be the dude spot. So I'm super excited. Going to have a man cave coming out of it. And aside from that, I'm excited to talk about toy spotting this week. There was some good stuff with that. So excited to have a solid podcast with you, brother. When you said you were feeling really good, I was like, man, what was in that black cherry vanilla bang you had? Because I just had a bang. And it's actually funny because I had black cherry vanilla as well. I was like, man, what was in that bang? Well, you know how people talk about empty stomach cardio? Yes. I'm empty stomach bang. So (laughs) look, 45 minutes to an hour down the road, my head may hit the desk here, but right now, I'm feeling strong. All right, well, let's keep with it. You can get any of our shirts, any of them at all, from Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. We have a couple new shirts coming down the line. And Scott, all t-shirt sales for the month of July go to... All t-shirt sales from the month of July are going to be donated to rain.org. That's R-A-I-N-N.org. Rain is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. And we are going to be donating 100% of our t-shirt sales to Rain for the month of July. So again, if you want to donate on your own, R-A-I-N-N.org. And 100% of all t-shirt sales for the month of July will be donated in the name of the hashtag FigLife to Rain. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, any of them at all at FullyPosablePodcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM. Anywhere that you download podcasts from, we are probably there. Please rate and review on iTunes, Scott. Like this week, it comes in from Rocky Bam. Rocky says, the power of positivity and gave us a sweet five stars. The guys are awesome and exude positivity, which we all need more of. Thank you, Rocky Bam. Thank you for your iTunes review. Thank you, Rocky. Much appreciated, my friend. Very much appreciated. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, why don't we go into our good friends over at FOCO? Jeff. Yes. 
Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of, of course, course you do. You do. D look, okay, you did that a couple weeks ago, and I had you thrown out. I'll do it again. It was one of those, like, you remember when we used to listen to our Walkman? And we would be, like, singing the song, but we didn't realize how loud we were? You know, I've got your spiel already down, so sorry, I, I just blurted that out. Did you say Walkman? Huh? <laughs> What? <laughs> Nothing. Starting from the top. Thanks for the interruption. Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. And Foco.com is here to help. With Foco's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex City with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Foco's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from Foco are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to Foco.com now. That's Foco.com. And one more time, just for you, Jeff. F-O-C-O.com, where at checkout, use code WFP10, and you can save yourself a sweet 10% off everything in your cart. F-O-C-O.com, at checkout, use code WFP10, save yourself 10%. We love those guys over at foco.com, WFP10. We'll get you 10% off your order. Scott, we have an omission from last week. What? We got hit up on Instagram and a gentleman by the name of hit underscore Dan Warrior Demon underscore man said that, yes, the Maddie collectors did well, but there were some that sat. And when you said that last week that... You know, they just flew off the shelves. That's actually not 100% accurate. Arn and Tully kind of sat, and so did the DDP from Maddie Collector. So Dan is 100% correct. I heard that when Scott said that, and I was thinking that, and then we just moved on. So Dan is correct. Dan, thank you for catching us. Thank you for catching me as well. I should have caught that in editing, but we appreciate you ca uh, calling us out on that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, anytime that we're wrong, please send us a, a DM or a tweet. Let us know. Uh, thank you for catching that. Absolutely. I I honestly thought that all of them flew because it seemed to me they were gone quick. But maybe there were a few that stuck and that sucks. But look, it's a different game now, right? I think overall with, with wrestling figures, a lot of people are in it not just for collecting them, but for resale value as well. And seeing how well those legends originally did. And then looking at how the Legends pre-orders did on Target, I, dude, resale value is at an all-time high. So if they brought them back, I think they do way better. There wouldn't be peg cloggers like there were back then, like Arn and Tully and DDP. I think those would fly immediately. We know we're not going to get Arn again because he's with AEW now. But overall, I think the health of the wrestling figure market is in way better shape. And again, not just because of collectors, but because of the resale market as well. And seeing how well the Legends did, I think that they would fly today. 100% correct. Andre Bundy and the Rockers, I remember doing really well on there because I remember the Rockers being gone within 
I don't want to say, man, I want to say a couple weeks or a week or something like that. I remember them being sold out really quick. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, look at how good they are too. I would love to see Mattel do another set of rockers. That would be phenomenal. Before we go into our finger poke of doom, welcome back to Twitter. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I actually meant to get into that when we first fired off the show, got wrapped up in my man cave speak. But yeah, I am uh, back in Twitter land. I've had kind of a like-dislike with Twitter over the last, what, I've been on it for nine years now, I think. Uh, recently got back into it over the last week, and overall, I'm trying to keep it positive. I want to shine a light on a lot of people within our community that are positive, that have helped people, and that just put a smile on your face. So I'm keeping my Twitter positive. That's what it's going to be moving forward. And thank you. I appreciate the kind words on the welcome back to Twitter. I do need to bring up that you and Jason Wolf had an interaction with Sergeant Slaughter. We did, and I was actually going to get into that when we got into our finger poke of doom, but as I mentioned last week, Action Force has a brand new Sergeant Slaughter 6-inch figure that's in scale with the G.I. Joe Classified series that's recently started hitting shelves. And I was on the fence, threw it out into Twitter land that I was on the fence, and tagged Sergeant Slaughter in the tweet, and I said, I guess if it's an order, I'll have to buy it, or something to that effect. Poor Jason Wolf jumped in <laughs> and contributed to the conversation. And that's when Sarge himself jumped into the conversation, put Cobra clutches on both of us, made us tap out. And now I think we both have to go by the Action Force Sergeant Slaughter. Why? Because the Sarge himself said so. It was so much fun. And given the last week that was Twitter... It was a really, really positive thing that put a smile, not only my face, but on Jason Wolf's as well. And seeing the reaction that the tweets got from others, it was very encouraging. And as I said, very much so put a smile on my face. And I had to let Sarge know that the impact he had on you and I and Nola back in 2014 for WrestleMania 30 yep. is still one of our best WrestleMania 30 memories. And if you've never heard the story before, Jeff and I were headed, I think, to like Walgreens or something. I don't remember what we were going there for, but we were crossing an intersection to get there. And who's walking towards us? The Sarge himself. Jeff and I both recognized him. We're like, oh my gosh, Sarge, can we get a picture with you? Well, in the middle of the intersection, there was like another button that you had to hit to cross in case you didn't get across in time. It was a big intersection. Sarge could have said, I've got somewhere to be. I got to go. Not only did he take the time to take the picture with us, he stuck both you and I in headlocks. And it the picture turned out great. We managed to snap a selfie while in the headlock position. And the picture turned out great. It's one of our best memories of Nola. Like I said, Sarge didn't need to stop. He could have been going somewhere and been like, I got somewhere to be, guys. Took time out of his schedule. And I had to let him know it's such a great memory for us from WrestleMania 30. And I wanted him to know how much it meant to us that he did that. And he commented on it and... That kind of positivity, as you said, Jeff, from the Fully Posable account, that kind of positivity is what we're here for. So great, great interaction with Slaughter. I'm sorry that Jason Wolf got put in a headlock or the Cobra Clutch because of what I said. But overall, <laughs> we're going to get an action figure out of the deal. And the best part is I'm not going to take heat from the wife, no wallet heat, because Sarge told me to buy that figure. Whatever Sarge says, it goes. Because that's an order. So you are getting that figure, huh? Oh, yeah. I have to now. I don't want Sarge coming after me. <laughs> so what else did you pick up this past week doing the finger poke of doom? So Travis Fowler, I had asked him if he found Street Profits again 
to scoop him up for me. And he had picked up two Bianca Belairs a few weeks ago. And I was like, dude, if you find another one, can you grab that one for me too? Good man, Travis Fowler. I can't say enough good things about him. He's such a great guy. He really is. If you're not following him, you should be on Twitter, at tfowler1. He went out and he scooped up. Now, he went out of his way. He was already home and went back out and found both Street Profits and is selling me one of his Bianca Belairs. Shipped him to me from the Squatcho man himself, <laughs> Travis Fowler, to the Squat man, me. That's exactly how he labeled it on the package. Couldn't be happier. So now I've got both Street Profits and Bianca Belair in the collection. Super excited about that. You already talked about how I'm going to be ordering the Action Force Sergeant Slaughter because that was an order. The other part of my toy spotting this week, Jeff, or Finger Poke of Doom, the At Revy Hoops deal came to completion and I received two big boxes of Loose Joes. Now, I'm not going to open them yet because going back to the Man Cave conversation, I want to have everything in place before I start opening things because the figures themselves are 100% complete and I don't want a chance of misplacing anything. So I'm waiting to open the boxes. In fact, I have a couple of Joes in the box from Travis Fowler as well that he had picked up from me or for me from one of his toy shops that he visits. So I don't want to misplace anything. I want to wait until everything is in the room and then I'm going to unbox them. I cannot tell you how excited I am to open these things up. All of them are from the 25th anniversary collection and the 50th that came out. They're all the three and three quarter inch scale but the 25th anniversary versions of those. And what I tried to do is when I was shopping for them individually, I wanted them to look as close as possible to the 82 and on versions. So more like the original O-ring, they they called them the O-rings because they've got the the little band that holds them together. That's typically how they're referred to. The O-ring and swivel arms. I wanted it to be as close as possible to those originals that came out from 82 until about 88. Because I think I stopped collecting Joes around 88. I think the last ones I got, and I'm sorry if I've mentioned this before, but it was the last Snake Eyes that had like the knives on his chest, the stalker that came with the white canoe, and there was one more that I got. It might have been the Storm Shadow in the white and gray outfit where he had like the arm things or the, the hand things like Wolverine. I think those were the last three Joes that I bought, and that was around 88. So I'm trying to get everything basically from 82 to 88 and figures that meant something to me, like figures that I remember playing with a lot. Slaughter's Marauders would definitely be in that that assortment. Spirit is another. Uh, Beachhead. Gosh, I'm trying to think. Snake Eyes, obviously. Flash, Rock and Roll, Firefly, Destro. Those were the guys that I was really trying to get my hands on because I want to kind of have a throwback to those Joes because honestly, the ones that are in that garage, I have no idea what kind of condition they're in. I'm really afraid to go look. Mm-hmm. to be honest with you, because if any of them are broken, it's going to crush me. <laughs> so I'm just trying to replace them with modern versions. And he anyway, he sent me two boxes full of those, not opening them yet, but I'm super, super excited. And that's the collection that he had mirrored exactly what I was going for. And he sold them to me in a lot. I couldn't be happier. So a huge, huge thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to at Revy Hoops on Twitter Great dude. Couldn't be happier with the the transaction that went down. Great guy. Can't say enough good things about him. So a huge thank you. And I cannot wait to get him displayed. It's going to be about a month, but I'll definitely put pics up on Twitter. Because like you said, I'm back on there now. I'll definitely put pics up on Twitter when I have everything displayed. I'll send you guys pictures of the video game setup, the new podcast area that's going to be in there. I, I, I'm super excited. The next month is going to be hectic, but 
at the end of that road, it's going to be awesome. I have a quick question. These already came in loose? Yes. So now you listeners might be asking, well, you collect wrestling figures mint on card. Why don't you collect G.I. Joe's mint on card? Simple answer for that, Jeff. I can't go up to Snake Eyes and get an autograph. Well, you could if it's the voice of Snake Eyes. So that's... uh, First and foremost, Snake Eyes didn't have a voice. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for using that as an example. But I could go get like the guy that voiced, I don't know, uh, Footloose or Shipwreck or whoever. I could go get their autographs. Now that's assuming they're still alive. I hadn't kept tabs on that. I don't know. But yes, I could get voice actors on the cards, but that's not, uh, that's spending way more money at cons than I have. I would rather stick to the wrestling figures themselves. And when I was a kid, all my Joes were loose and that's what I would prefer to have them in now. Like I said, I'll probably get Detolfs, display them all. I don't know if there's going to be a rhyme or a reason to how they're displayed, if I'm going to go by year or whatever as to how they were originally released back in the 80s. I don't know yet. It's all up in the air. We'll see what kind of furniture gets put in, but I am super, super excited. I haven't really, aside from the hallway that, as I mentioned, I've got figures from almost floor to ceiling. I haven't really had a room to put stuff like this in, in a really long time. So now that I'm getting a man cave, dude, I'm so pumped. That's not really your forte to go get voice actors to sign something. Like we've been to so many cons and we've seen so many voice actors with their booths set up, but that's not really your forte. That's not really your thing of getting something signed by the voice actor. So I completely get it, dude. And and we always say, you're not wrong in what you collect. You can be mint on card. You can be loose. If you like one line over the other, you're not wrong. It's all subjective. So whatever you like, you're not wrong. If you like Jazzwares over Mattel or Super 7 over Mattel or Mattel over Super 7 or Jazzware, you're not wrong. That's your opinion. You have a right to your opinion. So Scott collecting loose G.I. Joes, you know, I give him a little bit of crap. Oh, you're opening them. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is he's not wrong in what he wants to collect. Yeah, it's always a case of to each their own. Now, I will say that there was a Kickstarter that was done for a Larry Hama action figure in G.I. Joe. It had the card back, it had the the action shot, and it had the figure on there. Larry Hama, I I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, he was an artist for the G.I. Joe comics, a real American hero comics back in the 80s, and they did a figure of him. Now, that would be one I'd be interested in if the price wasn't so high because he does do signings all the time at shows. That would be a cool one to get signed and hang up. But like a Scarlet figure to hang up on the wall because it has her voice actor on there. I did love the original cartoon series. That was one of the reasons I got into the line to begin with. But that again, that's not where I want to sink my money into my collection. Wrestling figures are still there. So I've, I've really got to kind of budget things and jumping down that rabbit hole while it would be cool. Isn't something I can invest my money in. And now with Cena Instagramming out mask, I'm like, Oh boy. Yes. Toys galore. Here we go. Yeah. And you start questioning, okay, is this a movie? Is it a toy line? We talked about it last week, man, with the standard being the six inch series of everything now on the pegs, how are they going to do some of those vehicles? You got to think the Rhino, which was the semi or the big rig. You put two six inch figures in that package. 
because that's what it was originally. But then you actually construct the Rhino itself. How large is that thing going to be? I mean, look, we're never going to get an aircraft carrier in the six inch Joe classified line. That would be just insane. And nobody has room to put that kind of scale in their house. Well, I'm sure some people do, but I certainly don't. But it makes you wonder if they do mask, what scale is that going to be in? Do you go the original super tiny? Do you upgrade them to like the three and three quarter inch? Or do you go what everybody else is doing now with six inch and kind of scale back what you do in vehicles? We're certainly not ever, if they go six inch, going to get a Boulder Hill playset. That's completely out of the question. But it, it makes you wonder if mask toys are coming back, what scale are they going to be in that's going to make sense in the current market? All right, I got to turn it back to wrestling figures, Scott. All right, if you have to. I did pick up a huge hole in our LJN childhood friends. I picked up Kamala. It came in, little paint scuff here and there, but it was still to my liking. I got it for a great price on eBay. I was happy with it. Package came in great. No problems at all. He was bubble wrapped up and awesome, dude. I loved it. There's a little nick on the derriere, I should say. But, okay. but, and the little bit of paint missing on his chest and around his eyes, but still happy to get Kamala and our childhood friends. Not bad, dude. That's great. And it's always cool when you can go back and start piecing in figures that you missed over the years because our parents couldn't afford to buy us every single figure. We had, gosh, if you had to put a percentage on it, I would say 90 to 93% of all the LJNs, but we are missing some. We're missing Vince. Kamala is now in the collection. We're missing Outback Jack. I think we had most of the black cards, if not all. We're missing the red and white, uh, or the red shirt and the white shirt Hogan. No, we got I, the white shirt. I, I purchased him. Oh, right. So we're missing the red shirt Hogan. Correct. I want to say we're missing the black strap Andre. Correct. We never got that one, but most other ones, I think we had all the other ones. We had uh, the greatest LJN of all, Rick Rude. Oh, we you had- son of a... Don't you ever bring that to the show. Why, LJN? Why? (laughs) Shout out James Frank. Yeah. But, you know, it's really nice not having to go back. And I know I've said this before, too, but it's nice not having to go back and trying to plug those names into your collection because just pricing has gotten so insane, especially this year. Like, look, 2020 is bad enough. Do you think we needed your high prices as well, 2020, on wrestling figures? No, we didn't. <laughs> but you sure spiked those. And, man, I'm, I'm really happy we're not having to plug those names in the collection now. But that's awesome that you were able to land a good condition, Kamala. Now, on to Jack's Deluxe Classic. I did pick up a couple more. I picked up the British Bulldog. Not the British Bulldogs, Dynamite and Davy. I've already got those. But the other one where he had the European title. Nice. I purchased that one. I got that into the collection. I also picked up the Shawn Michaels where he had the kind of silver, white, black trim. Such a good figure, dude. Such a good figure. I'm loving these figures. There's something about them, dude. I think it's because I couldn't purchase them back in 2007, 2008 when they originally came out because of money issues and not having a job. Yeah, it certainly wasn't a lack of want. You wanted them. You just you couldn't fit it into the budget. Everybody's been through that. Correct. Picked up those two. But then a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, had 43 jacks for sale. And you got me on FaceTime and I'll let you take over. You had mentioned a few weeks ago that you were really hunting that Deluxe Classic Series 1, which was Hogan, Stone Cold, Rock, Piper, and Ric Flair. Ric Flair being in the red robe. Great line. I love Series 1. 
and you were on the hunt for those. And I said, dude, you know what? I might have a hookup on those for you. So I was over at that gentleman's house, good friend of ours, longtime friend, Brian. I was over at his house last weekend. We went over for a 4th of July barbecue and he pointed me in the direction of where they were. I went and got them and this box was gigantic. As you mentioned, 43 jacks, not all deluxe classics. There was a, a mix of them in there, a whole bunch of them. Just pulled out the box, put it down. I didn't touch the box until I was able to get you on FaceTime. Got you on FaceTime, and then it was one by one. Here's this, here's that. You guys worked out a deal on them, mm -hmm. and you are now the proud owner. By the way, they're sitting in two brand new boxes inside my garage. So as soon as you and I are able to to meet up, I've got two huge boxes of Jax figures for you. But the bottom line in all this, you are now the proud owner of all of series one of the deluxe classics, which is great because there's five more names scratched off your list. Hey, why did you put them in boxes? You wanted me to open them instead? They should have been in totes. <laughs> Remember, dude, tote named easy. <laughs> it certainly is not. Hey, look, if you want to supply me with a couple of totes, I would be <laughs> happy to stack them in there for you. We don't have a rat problem in the garage anymore, so you're good. They're not going to chew through your boxes. All but right. I, you know what? In, in order to downsize, I could open them up for you if you'd like. Nope, don't do that. Okay. Take your G.I. Joe hands off of those. <laughs> your G.I. Joe open and hands? <laughs> Get out of here with those. Yeah, there was actually some autographs in there, too. There was Roddy Piper. Very clean, too. Very clean. The three-pack of the Hart Foundation and the Jack's Classic line with Jimmy, Jim, the Anvil Nightheart, and Bret Hart all autographed. Yes. Tito Santana was in there. Am I missing anybody? Uh, Jerry the King Lawler as well. And the Figures Toy Company, Captain Lou, that came in the black box. That one is in there signed as well. Yep. So next time I see you, I will be picking that up from you. Yeah, it's a lot of jacks, dude. And it's honestly, it's a lot of memories. And it's funny, you could tell Brian was a Carlito fan because there's like four Carlito figures in there, one of which is the Ring Giants. Oh, crap. I forgot about the Ring Giants. Yeah, and then there's a few other. One of them is an early release or an early production Series 2 Deluxe Aggression. I believe it was called the black card ones that were more like a box as opposed to a card. Mm-hmm. There's a early, and actually says in silver on the package, early production Series 2. And then there is the regular Series 2, Carlito, as well. So you could tell he was a Carlito fan. There were quite a few of those in there. Some Triple H figures, some HBK figures. But really, the one that you were hunting down was that Series 1 of the Deluxe Classic. And now they're in your collection. Yep. Scott, we actually have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, before we jump into the news, why don't you talk about our buddies over at Manscaped? Yes, manscaped.com. Head on over there, load up your cart with all of your manscaping needs at checkout. Use code WFP20. Save yourself 20% off everything in your cart and get free shipping. Check out all their products from the lawnmower to the weed whacker to their incredibly comfortable boxer briefs. I can't say enough good things about those boxers, dude. They are so comfortable to wear. I love them. The Weed Whacker, I've used it quite a few times since I got it. It trims nose hairs like nobody's business. It's the best trimmer I've ever had for my nose. It's great. Sorry I'm discussing body hair here, but look, most of us are dudes that listen to the show, and I'm sure 
Most of you aren't naturally hairless like Jerry Seinfeld. Remember that episode? Remember that one? Naturally hairless Jerry. Very well done. Most of us aren't like that, so we got to trim things up. That's where Manscaped is going to help. I use the Weed Whacker for my nose hairs. The Lawn Mower is great for underarm hair, chest hair, all your downstairs hairs. It really helps out all around. They've got a bunch of deodorants. Give it a look. Manscaped.com. Clean yourself up. When you go to checkout, use code WFP20. Save yourself 20% off and get free shipping on everything in your cart. We actually just got the Shears 2.0 nail file kit. It comes with tweezers, scissors, fingernail clippers, a nail file, and a very nice storage case. So check that out over at manscaped.com. Use code WFP20 for 20% off. Scott, for the first time in a long time, the news is not started off by wrestling figures. Yeah, just really quick to the G.I. Joe fans, as we know that a lot of people are enjoying the G.I. Joe talk. It's been great. But not just G.I. Joe here. The Full Force podcast, give them a follow on Twitter, at The Full Force. They reported that on July 17th at 10 a.m. Eastern, Walmart is going to be posting or hosting the Walmart Collector Con. They are going to be showing collector products from not only G.I. Joe, but Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, Funko, etc. Possibly putting up pre-orders simultaneous, just like Hasbro did when they hosted their G.I. Joe talk a few weeks ago that made me go crazy on pre-orders. It was great. They showed the product and they're like, hey guys, in like 15 minutes, these pre-orders are going to be live. Go to Hasbro Pulse or Amazon, which had the Storm Shadow exclusive. I'm hoping Walmart does the same thing during the course of the showing of the figures. So again, Walmart Collector Con, July 17th, 10 a.m. Eastern, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, Funko, they're going to be hosting it. They're going to be showing the products. My hope, we see the three and three quarter inch retro line from G.I. Joe. That's where my pre-order money is going to go. But if you're interested in any of those lines, and again, there's going to be others aside from those, give it a watch. July 17th, 10 a.m. Eastern, possible pre-orders going up simultaneously with the showing. So, Give it a watch and thank you to the Full Force podcast. Give them a follow again on Twitter at the Full Force. Thank you so much for the information. Scott, now we go back over to wrestling figures and all of our news this week actually comes in from Master Public Boss Fight Studio. Our good friends Kevin Kleinrock and Eric Arana over there at Master Public and Boss Fight Studio. So, not sure if you guys had heard, but on Lucha Libre Figures and Facts show I do with Eric Arana and Matt Farmer. Unfortunately, Matt wasn't on our last episode. We announced the Vampiro Fanatico figure. Vampiro will be reminiscent of his CMLL days. So it was pre-WCW, obviously. But they showed off the Fanatico series. Now, when I say Fanatico series, think basics. Their quote-unquote elite line is called the Premium Series. Their Premium Series is Penta, Phoenix, Conan. That will be the Premium Series. But also, just released today, Scott, they are adding on to their Fanatico series with Penta, who will be in a black Lucha Bros shirt and in all black gear. Taya Valkyrie, she'll have an orange outfit. Phoenix, he will be with a black and red mask, black and red tights with a Lucha Bros shirt on, so you get Lucha Bros together. And Hoovy will be in red tights. Hoovy looks fantastic. They all look great. So these were renderings. These weren't prototypes or anything. These were all renderings that they showed off today. That Taya 
Dude, that is one sweet looking figure. And yeah, they were renderings, but dude, that Taya is incredible. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they crushed it on all of them and I look forward to the stuff that they do put out. Oh yeah, I'm not trying to say that the other ones weren't great because they 100% are. That Hoovy is outstanding as well. But man, do I want to shine a light on that Taya figure. That thing is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see the finished product on that. If you guys did go back and listen to Lucha Libre figures, in fact, that you can find on iTunes, it was announced that Lucha Underground actually had a toy deal in place with Master Public before they had closed their doors. And just thinking back, dude, the Matanza, the the figures, we would have gotten Vampiro. That would have been awesome if it was Vampiro from his match against Penta. Just thinking of that roster with Eva Lise, the females that they had, just would have been amazing, dude. What could have been? Oh, absolutely. And then you start to think of the play sets that would have piggybacked that line as well. Possibly a ring, the studio where they shot it. That would have been awesome because I remember there were spots in there where guys were jumping off like little buildings that were in there like sub substructures or whatever. They're like leaping off of those things. They could have done catapult features. I mean, it would have been incredible. That could have also been Ricochet's first figure. Well, no, it was Prince Puma, dude. <laughs> you're right, Mark. Yes, you're right, Mark. <laughs> so that was a little bit of info from Master Public Boss Fight Studios on Lucha Libre Figures and Facts, the show that I host with Eric Arana and Matt Farmer. Check it out on iTunes, or you can go on YouTube and do a search there. We had Vampiro on this past week. Vampiro was awesome. He talked about his Unleashed Toy Biz figure, had the cord hair, just the Jerry-only jacket from the Misfits. I wish I would have had that figure. It is so, so great. It's probably the best Vampiro figure to date. Go check it out. Lucha Libre figures and facts on iTunes. Scott, we got one listener question. Comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that weekly submission. This week, I just wanted to respond to you guys about something you discussed last week about kids not having memories of their physical toys like you guys had when they reached old age. I can't speak for everyone in my generation, but as someone who was born in 1998, I do feel as though I'm one of the last of my generation to really have the connection with physical toys like you guys had. Sure, I played my GameCube and my PS2, but when it wasn't that or going outside, it was playing with my NASCARs or Hot Wheels and having races on the carpet or floor. I also was into model trains and would work on my layout or just run my trains as well. So with all that said, I do hope that there's some sort of big comeback down the line where physical toys become the popular thing. Because look, I get it. Gaming systems, iPads are cool. Even more when your high school gives them to you for free like mine did. Dude, my high school didn't give us iPads or computers or anything. My goodness. Yeah, what school was this, dude? Was he? Did he go to school in Beverly Hills? I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Lucky. No, that's great, JT. Like my school, well, gosh, I mean, look, my pictures were in black and white. That's how old I am, right? We played Oregon Trail without any colors, just a green and black. <laughs> green and black, that was it. Yeah, I think we had a computer lab, but I think there were like maybe five computers in there and like there were six people per computer. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that was just our school district. But yeah, that's that's awesome. And it's funny because my oldest, when she graduated, all of the classrooms had computers and I was like, man, I, I wish mine had because I'd probably be, I'm an IT guy, but I would probably be, a little bit smarter in IT had I had computers way back then. 
So that's cool. That's very cool. Continuing on with JT's question, but I don't want to see physical toys or other hobby stuff go away for good, especially with video game consoles and games going up in price. While physical toys mostly stay around the same price, example, NASCAR 164th diecast costs $9.99, which is the same price they were back when I was a kid. So that's my little response. Sorry if it was a bit long. You know, we don't want the physical toys to go away either. Ever. But the thing is, is that this generation's mindset is different than what we were. I mean, we didn't have the iPads. Would we have been hooked on iPads if that was back then in the 80s and the 90s? There was the internet around when you were playing with toys in 98. But like you said, you went outside, you played video games, and you played with your toys. That was the same generation as the people from the 80s. It was get home, do your homework, go outside and play for an hour. Come in, fight with Scott for an hour. What do you mean fight with me for an hour? I knocked your ass down in two minutes and you went crying to mom for 58 minutes. Hey, who took the train blow? (laughs) Hey, that was a Pearl Harbor job. Don't you start. (laughs) But those were such happy times because like you would sit down and like Scott and I talk about when it was summer break, we would have all of our LJNs in one huge pile and we would book our matches for the first 20 minutes. Obviously Bulldog's hearts go here. Hogan for me at least was always facing Iron Sheik, Bundy, Stud. I never had Hogan face Andre because we didn't have the black strap Andre. So I couldn't line that up. I just, Hogan couldn't face a good guy Andre. So I never had them face off like WrestleMania three. You think back to those days and you would have your matches and you have a tape recorder where you had to hit the black button with the orange button. Yes, to record. Wish I still had this tape, but I'd be like, hey, guys, here's here's Hogan, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> that was the voice you used? Oh, that's horrifying. I, I, I sound like a South Park character, but anyways, <laughs> that's what we want to push out to the fans. You know, this is stuff we loved. We want you guys to go look at G.I. Joe's. We want you guys to go look at power ranger figures or whatever it is that's going to take you back to that happier time so long story long you're 100 percent correct we don't want the physical toys today to go away but the problem is 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 the interest there from the kids where their interests are in video games and ipads and doing tiktok videos or whatever it may be there's so much going on in a kid's life with other forms of entertainment is toys going to be filtered out we don't know we talked about it last week we'll find out in about 20 years yeah and going back to my oldest again jeff my oldest daughter she's 19 and she had all sorts of toys growing up she was never into video games she did get into music in her teen years but she doesn't have that strong connection to all those toys that she had and she had Polly Pocket, Winx Club, uh, Barbies, High School Musical, Cheetah Girls, uh, like you name it, she had it. And I mean, baby dolls, all that kind of stuff. But there's no attachment to those toys as she's grown up. And again, she's 19. So I, it's hard to say that the, the new generation is going to have that attachment because that's where I'm seeing... She's kind of my example of what that generation is with the attachment. You and I loved them, you know, and she did watch the cartoon. She did read the books, but she's grown up and she doesn't have those attachments. And maybe it's a per person basis, but in conversations that you and I both had with Breaker on his podcast, you look at the toy aisles now and everything is stuff that was created in our generation. 
from G.I. Joe. Now, granted, G.I. Joe goes way further back than the 80s. So does Barbie. But Transformers, Turtles, Star Wars was late 70s. But still, Star Wars is on the pegs. It's almost like walking down the toy aisle from the 80s. It's it's the same lines. And who's buying those toys? Is it kids? Or is it adults like us, the hardcore collectors that are wanting to, to go back, as you said, Jeff, to our childhoods and relive some of that? It seems like that's who's really buying up the toys now. And everything seems to be gearing those to us. There's not that big line that's come out even in the last 10 to 15 years of something new that is still around today, everything keeps going back to the eighties and it's us keeping that alive. So I don't know if kids growing up right now are going to latch on to those microwaved eighties lines. And in 20 years down the road, be nostalgic about the toys that they had that were in fact eighties toys. It's a wait and see. But everything now is so video games, right? It, it, all kids. I, and I go back to my 10-year-old on this one. It's She doesn't play Fortnite, but she plays Roblox. She makes TikTok videos. And she watches TikTok videos. A lot of her time, her free time, is spent either dancing or being on TikTok or playing Roblox. That's kind of where it is for her. It's very, very little playing with toys now as she's gotten older. She played with LOLs. She played with dolls. She played with Barbies. She did all that. But now that has been phased out and she's 10. You and I were collecting wrestling figures. Well, we're still doing that. But as far as opening them and having matches was well into our teens. And then it turned into just continuing to collect what we loved as a kid. She's already starting to move on and getting into mostly video games. So it's a wait and see. You know, but going off of my 19-year-old, there is no nostalgia for her to have her old toys or to even talk about them. So, man, like you said, long story long, I don't know if that nostalgia is going to carry forward for today's generation. It'll be interesting to see if what kids do when they get to be 30 and 40, do they have anything to latch back onto? I mean, Littlest Pet Shop, LOLs, maybe? Ugh, dude, I don't know. Maybe. But they it just seems to me that they get out of toys so quickly now. Like, if I had to shake a Magic 8-Ball, it would probably come up all signs point to no. But by the way, Scott, you said 80s toys. We have to say 80s and 90s because there is Power Rangers and there is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the pegs as well. Although technically turtles were late 80s. Turtles, to me, still fall under the 80s umbrella because it was like 88, 89 when the turtles hit. So yes, it was very, very late, but I, man, the turtles movies were in the 90s, but to me, the turtles really was born in the 80s. But we should probably encompass 80s and 90s. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Power Rangers was huge. There's a toys that made us about the Power Rangers. They were absolutely 100% 90s and is still a major force on the pegs today too. So you're right. It is fair to include the 90s in our talks as well, not just 80s. Absolutely. Scott, we need to get into the wish list. We're bringing it back. What do you say we jump into that? Yes, we've gotten Papa Shango and he resurrected wish list for us. So let's wish. And a wish list. List. 
Scott, before we jump into our wish list that we're hoping to see at San Diego Comic-Con, speaking of Comic-Con, looks like Thursday, July 23rd at noon Pacific Standard Time for Mattel San Diego Comic-Con panel. Jeremy Conrad, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you every year. You mean so much to this podcast. You always look out for us. So from us to you, thank you, man. Jeremy sent this over. It says, The superstars of WWE and Mattel action figure design team revealed the most exciting, authentic, upcoming WWE figure releases moderated by the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts. The panel features Mattel Elite Squad members Bill McKenna and Steve Ozer. And superstars Edge, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, and Ricochet. So, Scott, July 23rd, mark it down, man. I can't wait, man. And that's going to feed right into the wish list we have coming up. Absolutely. So, Scott, why don't you go through your wish list? So, yeah, wish list for us is kind of a dead segment. We've retired it, except around Halloween. We'll resurrect it like a zombie. But I figured it was appropriate for San Diego Comic-Con right around the corner. We can throw out who we want to see. And I've got three companies that I'm looking at. First is Jazzwares with their AEW line. I'm looking obviously at Mattel, and I'm going to pretend that Storm's going to be there. I don't know for sure if they are or they aren't going to have a showing for Comic-Con, but in my wish list, they're there with names. How many names do you have total? So I actually have two series from Jazzwares that I'm looking forward to, and the first is one that's kind of been alluded to, and that's Jazzwares AEW Legends line which obviously when you refer to AEW Legends, you're more referring to the NWA from back in the day. So I've got names on my AEW Legends list that I'm hoping to see from Jazzwares at Comic-Con. And those names are Nikita Koloff, Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, Dr. Death Steve Williams, and rounding out that first series of Legends, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Not the Rock and Roll Express, huh? Well, only because I know that there's no chance of that yet. I think they just got out of a WWE Legends deal or something like that. Like, they're no longer under... In fact, I just saw a post from Ricky Morton. At least, I'm pretty sure it was the official Ricky Morton. uh, Said that they're kind of free to go do whatever they want. And I'm pretty sure that means that they're going to fall under AEW's umbrella at some point. They've already been on the show. So I'm hoping that leads to a Legends figure deal. So I'm assuming that this is new information and they would not be in Series 1. But there's no reason we can't get the Midnight Express in there. I would love to see another Nikita Koloff figure. That guy was so good and has very, very few figures on the market. Right? He had his classic superstars and that's about it. He had a singles figure and a tag team figure. Yeah, he had the Ivan Koloff or the Russians 2-pack, I should say, from Jack's classic yeah, never had a Galoob. Obviously was never in the Remco line. So a sorely overlooked figure that should have more than just a singles classic superstars and a tag team pack of classic superstars. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, another guy, hasn't had a figure since his Galoob back in like 1992. So long, long overdue. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, I could just picture him in a robe. You can even put the can of hairspray in there that Precious would carry. I think that would be a killer-looking figure from Jazzwares. Dr. Death Steve Williams, that goes without saying. That guy was so decorated between NWA, UWF, 
Japan, that guy was just an ass kicker in the 80s and the early 90s, even into his WWF career. It didn't go so well, but still, Dr. Death, another guy, needs more figures out there, and I'm hoping that Jazzwares can make that happen. Midnight Express, I think, goes without saying. We've been clamoring for more Midnight Express figures. All we've had is the Classic Superstars 2-pack. That's it. We need more Midnight Express, so that would be my Jazzwares Legends line. I'm seriously looking forward to the Luchasaurus figure. We've talked about this since the very beginning. Luchasaurus has always been that, and we'll use that word, toy etic figure. Yes. It has the possibility to be probably the greatest figure of all time or just this huge toy etic figure. How cool would it be if they packaged him with Jungle Boy on his back? Oh, man. that uh, That's a gimme right there. Like, that has to happen, right? It's a far, far wish list. That would... That, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I was just kind of thinking outside the box. But the other person I was also hoping for from Jazzwares is Jungle Boy. They have AEW's roster just in their hand right now. Those are the two guys that I really want to see over at San Diego Comic-Con. Gotcha. So it's funny that you mentioned Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I actually have them slated for Jazzwares AEW Series 3 because we haven't gotten any confirmation. So this is strictly a guess. I also have those those two names that you had, Jeff, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I also have Orange Cassidy because we've seen that they've got parts of him done already. Can I throw in a little asterisk? Please do. That one I think is going to be a rendering. Okay. Yeah, I think that one is so early on, it would probably be a rendering for San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, and I'd be okay with that because we've seen the pieces that they've got so far as we talked about a couple weeks ago. So I think that he at least will be in rendering form. Uh, two more names for series, actually three more names for series three, Scorpio Sky and Kazarian. And I would love it if they packaged them with the tag team belts and rounding out series three. And again, this is all a prediction, Britt Baker. I think that would be a solid series three for them. You've got a female in there and you've got two tag teams. And then you've got one of the biggest single stars on their roster in Orange Cassidy. I think that would be a solid assortment. I like how you threw in Britt Baker on that one. Thank you, sir. And uh, following that, I've got Mattel up next. Do you have Mattel on your list as well? I do as well, but I want to jump over to Super 7. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, let's talk them. I'm hoping there's a Zoom call or a YouTube video or something where they show off that second series of New Japan. I want to see the Naito. The one I'm actually most excited for when we all saw those pictures was Evil. The accessories that comes with Evil. I'm hoping, fingers crossed... That Takahashi Complete is also shown off. Yes. There's a lot of tooling that goes into having to do all of his extra accessories that we're hoping for. So I want to see those figures, dude. I'm praying Super 7 has those on a YouTube video, a Zoom call, what, whatever. Whatever we have to log into, I'm there for it. Well, and Evil, we have to look forward to his dragon walking stick. <laughs> you, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously Takahashi, as you mentioned, we want to see the Complete version Complete meaning the cat that's on the shirt that you're wearing right now, Jeff, Daryl. We're hoping he comes with Daryl. You caught that I was wearing that shirt, huh? Of course I did. You got a cat on your shirt, dude. A cool cat, though. <laughs> a cool cat. Very cuddly. Very cuddly. So the first thing I have from Mattel, and I think I wished for this last year, too, the entrance stage slash ramp that they showed us at WrestleMania a few years ago at Access I'm hoping that it's finally going to happen. I know we don't have the big box store that makes the most sense to carry that. But I'm still hopeful that Christmas this season, 
Walmart is going to get the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier for the the relaunch <laughs> of the three and three quarter inch line. And I'm hoping right next to the floor stack of the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, there is a Mattel WWE grand entrance stage with ramp that we've all been clamoring for for the better part of two years now. I'm hoping they make it so. If they don't sell it there, where else would they be able to sell it? Well, that's the thing. Aside from Walmart, I don't think Target makes a lot of sense. I think Target is out on big wrestling items since they had those four packs that clogged up the the shelves. I, I don't think Target makes a lot of sense for them. I think Walmart makes way more sense for a floor stack item like the stage would be if Toys R Us was back in full motion. I think Toys R Us would make more sense than even Walmart. But Walmart, I honestly think, is our best hope. I don't see that being an online-only option. I think it's just too big. I really think that if it's going to hit a big box store, it's going to be Walmart. So I know it's thin, the hopes on that, but still, kind of clinging onto it. Next up, I've got Dexter Loomis on my list. I would love to see a prototype or a rendering of a Dexter Loomis figure. That dude's really coming up in NXT right now, and I think he needs a figure. After that, I've got Mr. T, and I want to see Mr. T from WrestleMania 1 and from WrestleMania 2. And I will happily buy both of them. Following that, assuming the Elite 2 packs are still a go, that that's still a thing that Mattel's going to put out, I've got two of those, much like we got two of them this time. I want to see the next set of two packs, AJ and Undertaker from the Boneyard match, and Asuka and Kyrie Sane Elite 2 pack with the women's tag team titles. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. After that, I want them to show off the next two or three Masters of the Universe crossover series because, as we talked about extensively last week, a lot of people are pumping a lot of money into that crossover line, and I want to see it continue for them. And finally, Jeff, I would be remiss if I did not say the return of the retros and accessories. I would love to see it. I really want them to have some sort of announcement, bringing the retros back, not just that, another ring, a cage, a little ring to carry the guys to the ring with wheels on the bottom of it, title belts, you name it, just bring it all. I think that all of us hardcore collectors that loved the retros for what they were, I hope they get the distribution issue with that figured out, figure out where it's going to make the most sense and sell and give us more accessories with them too. I will happily sock money aside for retros. And that rounds out Mattel for me. For Mattel for me, dude, I'm looking forward to see if they have a rendering for Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Yes. I mean, they're already big players and, uh, well, they squash Chompa. I mean, they're pushing him right now hard, which they should. I mean, he has that look and whatever. I mean, that's a wrestling talk. We're not a wrestling podcast. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to see if there is a rendering of Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. I think there's going to be another mystery line. Last year, it was the Masters of the Universe line. You don't think it's too soon? To do another mystery line? Yeah. You don't think that it's too soon to do another crossover mystery? Are you referring to a crossover like Masters of the Universe? You think they're going to go to another property? No, I think that they're going to do something new. I think there's going to be a new... I shouldn't have said mystery line. That's, I should have said they're going to be doing a new line of something or new series. Okay. We have no clue what that is, but I think there's a new series coming down the line. Because every year they surprise us with something, you know, like the line with the epic moments. That was a surprise at San Diego Comic-Con. They, they brought entrance grades last year, Masters of the Universe. I think there's going to be something else that's coming down the line because I think they always save it for San Diego Comic-Con, which they should. 
Yeah, totally agree. It's a big event. You've got to have your big reveals. It won't happen on a message board, that's for sure. Mattel Elite Legends, I think we're going to get the series after Ultimate Warrior. And also, I think we're going to see the Hogan Ultimate Edition. They save the best for the biggest shows. Agree. And Scott, you have more. I do. Uh, Storm, just rounding it out with them again, we're going to pretend that they have a Comic-Con submission in case they don't. Obviously, I've been talking about him for months now. The Great Muda. I really, really want to see Storm throw out a Great Muda figure, give us a main figure and a variant, just like they did with Liger. And I also want to see him get Legion of Doom under their umbrella and release either NWA version Road Warriors, or I would even be okay with the red and the black Legion of Doom from WWF. Either one, both of them, I'm good with both. I would love to see those names from Storm. Nice, dude. Nice. I like what you're doing. So, Scott, this past week, Twitter was a storm, and we were in the middle of it. So, would you like to talk about it? I would, and everybody already knows what happened. I'm not going to rehash it. We're only going to respond to this one time, and this is the only time you're going to hear it. It's not going to come up on Twitter again. It's not going to come up on the show again. After this, we are done. Ryder and Hawkins, on their show aired some grievances against us and initial reaction to that as a man is you want to fight back. We want to do the same. We want to, you know, be like Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction will allow me to retort, but you know what? (laughs) We're not going to do that because at the end of the day, that doesn't help our community. The new one fig community move forward. I said it on Twitter the other day, Jeff, the past has to be the past in order for us to move forward. Both sides are at fault. Suggesting that one side is solely to blame is simply false. A back and forth between the four of us is not going to produce anything positive and it's only going to create more hard feelings and hostility on both sides. We choose to leave the past in the past and move forward. I want to say the response to hashtag one fig community has been overwhelmingly positive. And at the end of the day, that's what's more important to Jeff and I. Instead of going tit for tat, he said, she said, past is the past. We're going to move forward with hashtag one fig community. Well, we still have our hashtag fig life. And I have been using in our tweets, hashtag fig life, hashtag one fig community. Each show has their own hashtag that they like to throw in there. Exactly. And the fig life is always going to be there. It's never going to go away, ever. Correct. With this, we're going to simply say that you don't have to like everyone, but please play nice. Like I said on Twitter, I know I'm kind of echoing it here, but please, we understand you're not going to like everybody. That's okay. That's human nature. That's life. But we do ask that you play nice. The block button on Twitter is there for a reason. It's for the people that irritate you, that you don't like, that constantly give you negativity. And believe me, I'm going to be using it too. The block button's there for a reason, but play nice. We aren't about to start playing the roles of social media police and we'll never tell anyone how to think or what to do. Like the great digital underground said, Jeff, do what you like, but play play nice. We're responsible for our own actions, not yours. And let me give it up to Nate at Ring Skirts for throwing that on Twitter. That's where I took that from. And I could not have said it better myself. Let me say it again. 
We're responsible for our actions, not yours. You're grown. You're going to do what you're going to do. But remember, play nice. We're trying to move one fig community forward and shine a nice light on fig life as well. To those creating burner accounts just to troll us or leaving one-star reviews on iTunes, grow up and be better. You are the reason people leave Twitter and make their accounts private. Finally, to those who have supported us in any way over the last four and a half years and 230 plus episodes, simply thank you. The hashtag FigLife community was created by the listeners, for the listeners, and is now a part of something bigger in hashtag one fig community and that's all i have to say jeff all right very well said that is scott's response my response is i'm going to start out with this phrase every single day we get closer to the grave now that's what i'm gonna say i know you guys are like what california hippie shit is he on is he doing drugs <laughs> you know did he finally break his straight edge rule <laughs> <laughs> so yes they aired their grievances scott and i made the decision we're not going to air ours it's no point because like Scott said, we're trying to move this forward, right? 100%. The only thing I will respond to that was said on their show that Scott and I sent our listeners after him. And the reason I'm saying this part, 100% not true. We never sent anyone after them. We are not in charge of grown adults. We don't tell them to go after them. We as a podcast made the decision a couple years ago, we need to focus on ourselves. And you know what? That was the best thing we ever did because we we are hitting just every point, whether it's on the show, behind the scenes, whatever it may be. So to say we ever sent anyone after them, that part will not be tolerated. It's not true. Yes, 100% it's not true. Ooh. That is bullshit. Again, people think for themselves they're going to do that. And Jeff... I do want to throw out, okay, Kurt Hawkins did say that he left tickets for myself, my wife, my two daughters at an Oakland house show about three years ago, three and a half years ago. That was appreciated. There is no way that at that time I could have afforded to go to that show. And I wanted to go. And you let me know that Hawkins hit you up on social media. He asked if you wanted some tickets. You had initially said no because you already had them. You told me what Hawkins did. I said, dude, I want to go. <laughs> so you sent Hawkins a DM back and you said, hey, my brother would like to go. That was tremendously generous and was greatly appreciated. And we thanked him on DMs. We did not go public with that because we didn't want everybody and their mothers to then jump into Hawkins DMs and be like, hey, dude, we need tickets to the shows too. We didn't make it public. That was a behind the scenes things that happened. It was generous. Thank you for that. Now, what is One Fig Community? One Fig Community is all those groups on Facebook, LJN, Remco groups, Hasbro groups. That is One Fig Community. What else is One Fig Community? The figure photographers, the Matthew Goldbergs, the Ring Skirts, the V Trigger Figs, the great Sean Welch. That is One Fig Community. What else is One Fig Community? The customizers. The people that work hard, like Kyle's Customs, where he's been doing some Hasbros. He just did the Godwins. Great job. What else is One Fit Community? It is the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Whether it is Ryder and Hawkins bringing to the table their knowledge of prototypes. Whether it's Eric and Barry with their fantastic, and I don't want to leave out Rachel, with their fantastic website where fans can go on there and purchase figures for cost plus shipping that they can't find in their area. What else is One Fit Community? It's the new guys, the 
Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, Wrestling Action Figure Podcast, that are trying to get their foot off the ground. What else? There's us. Where, yes, we did start the game. But however, we also bring to the table autograph sessions with paint pens. Scott with G.I. Joe's now. (laughs) (laughs) Content with the listeners. We are one fig community. Now, with that said, I am not Twitter police. I barely have enough energy for the Twitter machine that I am on right now. So I can't police everything. However, what I want you guys to do, and this is on both sides, not just our fans, their fans, anybody's fans. This is on both sides. Before you send a tweet, read it over. Think about it. Is this going to hurt or help? Before you hit that blue tweet button in the upper right-hand corner, at least on my Android, before you hit that button, is it going to hurt or is it going to help? Think about it. If you're in a conversation and things are starting to go sideways, is it easier to send a GIF of Ron Burgundy saying, agree to disagree? Or do you guys just want to continue the argument for the next hour and a half where, like Scott, got off Twitter and was productive with that hour and a half and not getting involved in stuff on Twitter? Just think about all that. Because we can't control what grown people do. Let alone, we can't float into people's house. We're not the Twitter fairies and float into people's house say, no, that's not okay. But this is a call out to both sides. Think about it. Think about what you are saying before you send that tweet. Now, how does this all tie back to what I originally said? Because is it easier to have a Twitter argument for an hour and a half when at the end of the day, every single day, we just get closer to the grave? So something so minuscule as a Twitter fight that gets you worked up just isn't worth it. That's what I'm going to say. That's where I'm going to leave it at. Scott, if you have anything else to add, go for it. I'm done. As far as I'm concerned, it's squashed. We're moving forward with hashtag OneFigCommunity. Well, we can also throw in our, it's like brands of cereal. Like there's cereal, but there's brands of cereal. There's Lucky Charms, there's Golden Grams. And so they all have their own names. But at the end of the day, they're still cereal. But for us, we want to use that hashtag one fig community along with fig life. Absolutely. That's it for us, Scott. We're going to round out the show. I want everybody to head on over to wrestlingtoytracker.com. Over there, you can check out the prices of LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbro's, just Toys Bendems, Retros, Defining Moments, and so much more. We want you guys to check them out over at WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott, Eagle Moss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you are looking for a gift for yourself or for that certain someone, head on over to Eagle Moss. You can follow him on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore where you can find a ton of properties under their umbrella from Battlestar Galactica to Star Trek to DC and, of course, to WWE with their tremendous line of statues that come in a full-color box with a full-color magazine of the featured statue inside the box, clear window on front, great for autographs with paint pens. Check them out, Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. And also check out our podcast buddies, Breaker and Bane. They do a fantastic show over there where they talk wrestling talk, toy talk, And they have a guest in each week. This week is Steve from the PPW Podcast, whose show we were on, Scott. Love Steve. Had a blast doing his show. I think it was very informative. I love his creator content series. So check out Breaker and Bane over on iTunes or Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's Back to the Nintendo. Eric and Barry, uh, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you for creating such a great website where it's free. 
it's free. You just go up, you sign in with your email, you sign in with your password. You don't have to pay anything. Guess what? You're in the group and people are looking, people are looking for figures for you. If you're, you know, you can't, don't have anything. Your shelves aren't stocked like us out here in Target in Alameda. There's nothing on the pegs, dude. Good brother Mike has help finally. <laughs> yes, yes. They have bared the bur- burden. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Eric. Also for being close friends. We mentioned him before. We mentioned him again. Steve over at the PPW podcast, also another great friend. Steve, thank you for having us on last week in your content creator series. And we look forward to your new show. I just saw on Twitter that is going to be coming up. It'll probably come out before this show. Each week, Marty and Sarah welcome in their buddies over at Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Ryan Buds does trivia buds every single day. Also, check out our third episode on Lucha Libre figures and facts. We had Vampiro on this past week. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We love hearing the outpouring of support for it. So thank you guys. That means a lot. Also, RJ over at Ringside Rant, he's going to be having Jason Kendall on, Scott. That's awesome. Also, check out our good friends over at Boots to the Faces with Rucker over there. We love Rucker. Scott, roll call. Yes, first and foremost, as we do every week, going to throw it out to our amazing artist who should be your amazing artist, the man who never receives enough credit as far as I'm concerned, the great Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason WLF. If you need artwork of any type, Jason is your guy. Jason, we know you're going through it right now. I'm not going to get into details. We love you. We're here to support you. If you need anything, the Fig Life is here for you, my friend. Next up, I want to throw it out to Rant with Ant, who this week announced his retirement from podcasting. All of the shows he was doing are no longer going on, and the great Ant himself is retiring. So, Ant, anytime you want to jump back in front of the microphone and talk wrestling figures, we have an open-door policy with you. You let us know when, and you're on, dude. Thank you for everything that you provided over the last few years. You were a huge force in our corner, one of the guys that helped push us. We can never thank you enough. Thank you for everything that you gave the podcast community over the years. My friend, Ant, you will be missed. And finally, Jeff, I do want to throw it out to our good friends, the figure photographers who are part of this hashtag one fig community. First and foremost, at Kingdom Figure on Twitter. Give him a follow. At WWE Retro Stars. At Bud B-U-D underscore light, L-I-G-H-T, here, H-E-R-E. Give all of them a follow. Show them some love. And I know I mentioned him earlier. He had the best words on Twitter. Nate, at Ring Skirts, who is not only a hell of a guy, but he's a hell of a figure photographer as well. Provides words, words of wisdom. I highly recommend you follow him. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. So Scott, for episode 234, anything else? Keep it positive on all social media platforms. Your words, when you try to be hurtful, do more harm than you know. Stay positive, stay safe, stay healthy. Fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. We want to thank everyone for listening to episode 234. Hashtag fig life and hashtag one fig community. Adios.
Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.